Hello, Canada. Today's date is Friday, August 21st, 2020, and this is another Canadian Common Sense rant. This is Lewis, and I'm coming to you from beautiful BC. Well, Canada has a new finance minister. It's uh, Christia Freeland, someone with absolutely zero experience in finance or money or budgeting or anything. She was a reporter. Um... So yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it, except that she was on MSNBC and when asked about higher taxes, her response was exactly, and I quote, amen to higher taxes. So I guess we know what we're in for, Canada. We also have an unnamed liberal MP uh, coming out and saying that Trudeau is, and I quote, wants to turn on the taps. I didn't know the taps could be open any further, but apparently they can. I mean, this is, this is scary stuff if he wants to turn on the taps because I thought they were wide open. A $30 billion deficits for four years in a row when times were good? At, during times when you're supposed to be paying down the debt and balancing the budget? You're not supposed to be going into debt when, when the economy is rip-roaring along. But apparently, oh, no, they were restraining themselves. They want to turn on the taps. So here's what that looks like. And this is what we've been getting so far from uh, unnamed sources. The Trudeau and the Liberal Party want to uh, bring in a UBI, a universal basic income. And... If there's any business owners listening, such as myself, you will know that a UBI uh, is not going to work. And the reason we say that is because, and I say we, because, not in reference to the charity, but in reference to we as business owners, know that CERB has absolutely killed some people's ambitions to work. I have a friend of mine who who owns a business. He has had a he has had a a job posting out there for over 3 months and has had one application. And this is for a job that is outside 
and away from people. So you can't say that people are scared to get COVID with this job because there is zero chance of getting COVID with that job. And he's offering decent money. He's offering 20 bucks an hour. And he's had one application in three months. I'm lucky. I managed to hire my my whole crew for the year uh, before COVID hit. So I was I was lucky. But anybody who was looking for workers after COVID, they can't find people. They're more than happy to just sit at home and collect two thousand dollars a month, and that is why. A universal basic income isn't going to work. I mean, on top of the fact that the government can't even afford it. And it doesn't matter how much you raise taxes by on the wealthy and on corporations. Because there's, you still won't be able to afford it. Because... I mean, how does it make sense to actually take money more, take more money from corporations to pay their employees more money? I mean, if they were worth more money, those corporations would pay them more money. You you impose a universal basic income and you impose tax rates on corporations and individuals that are so high that it's going to push a lot of companies out of the country and it's going to push a lot of wealthy people out of the country. And, and yet you might go, Oh yeah, but the wealthy don't pay their share. BS. The top 10% of income earners in the country pay 70% of the taxes. 70% of the taxes are paid by 10% of the people. So yes, they pay their share. In fact, they pay your share too. You want to raise and and the government wants to raise the taxes higher on these people. Well, guess what? They're going to leave. California is seeing that already. California is increasing their marginal tax rate uh, up to 56%. And people are leaving California in droves. This is the population of California is actually decreasing for the first time in history because people are leaving and they're going to Texas and they're going to Nevada and they're going to Oregon. They're leaving California in droves. California is attempting to impose retroactive taxes and they apply to people who have left the, the, the state and have been gone from the state for up to 10 years. And they're going to face a tax after they left the state seven years ago. They're going to be getting a tax bill from California for this year. I don't really want to head down that road. I mean, I'm not a wealthy person. I'm a middle class person. I'm a, I, I own my own business, but it's a small business and I, and I have, you know, I'm a, most, most 
people with degrees earn what I earn or more. So it's, I'm not, I'm not some wealthy person, but because I own a business and my business is a considered a corporation, even though there's only three employees, they're going to jack up my tax rates. They're going to jack up your tax rates and they're really going to jack up tax rates on businesses and wealthy people. And I know that if you're not a wealthy person, you're like, uh, it doesn't bother me because it's not me, but it is going to bother you when you lose your job because that wealthy person who owns that company leaves the country or they move their business out of the country or because of the hefty tax bills, they start laying people off and it will happen. It has happened in every single country. This has been tried in every single one and every single country where socialism has been imposed has become a third world country. Every single one. And don't point to the Nordic countries because the Nordic countries are not socialist countries. They have social, uh, a lot of social programs, but they depend on capitalism to run those programs. And Canada is quickly becoming that you impose a UBI and Canada is, is that is hardcore socialism at its best. A UBI is hardcore socialism. The second you impose that, Canada is a socialist country because every single person in this country is on the government dole. And every single country that has ever done that has failed. Canada will be no different because he, because yes, socialism sounds wonderful. It really does. And I, and I don't think anybody can really say that it doesn't sound wonderful on paper. The problem with socialism is people. There's no accounting for human nature in socialism. Because what happens is you, you impose UBI or other social programs that give people everything they need to survive without having to work for it. And here's what happens. There's always going to be a segment of the population who says, eh, I'm just, I don't have to work. Those people can work and it'll pay for me. So I'm just going to sit at home and I'm going to collect that $2,000 a month and I'm going to ride my bike every day. And then you're going to have these people who are working hard who are going to look at those people not doing anything and go, why am I working so hard? They get what I get and they're not working. So I'm not going to work that hard either. And when all is said and done, nobody's working anymore. Nobody's working hard anymore because why should they? The government's going to give them everything they need if they work or not. So why would you work? Most people don't work because they, you know, it's the best part of their day. Most people work because they have to. Most people work because they, they need to put food on the table. 
most people don't enjoy their jobs. I happen to be one of the ones who do, but I still am not going to work my butt off so my neighbor doesn't have to. We're headed down a very, very dangerous road. Very dangerous. And I'm absolutely frightened. Now, what's going to happen here? Trudeau has prorogued government so that the committees can't investigate him any longer on we. And the House is supposed to sit again, I believe, on September 26th with a throne speech. That throne speech is going to outline... The government's plans. <clears throat> and those plans are going to include socialism at its finest, <clears throat> a UBI, higher taxes, more social programs, and something that Trudeau and Christia Freeland have both confirmed in the last couple days. They are going to target the oil and gas industry to shut it down, to shut it down. How are we going to recover without the natural resources? I'll, I'll tell you right now, we're not. We're not going to recover. We can't. That industry has been the main driver in Canada's economic activity in the past 30 years. Has provided Quebec with most of its transfer payments. Without it, this country is doomed. And we've got two people at the top who want to kill it. And they have confirmed this in the past two days. They're going to deliver that throne speech around September 26th. And the House of Commons has to vote on that throne speech to accept it or not. If they don't accept it, the government falls. Because it is a confidence vote when you vote on the throne speech. Now, unless the NDP goes, whoa, this is even too radical for us. Which I don't see happening. But I do see them voting against the throne speech just because... They can't be seen to be supporting a, a, a corrupt government any longer because they've done a very good job of supporting this government so far. But the scandals keep getting deeper and more numerous with every passing day. So I don't see how the NDP can possibly support this government any longer in September. And what's going to happen is the government's going to fall. We're going to have an election in early November. And Trudeau is going to be running on a platform of giving Canadians everything for free. And don't think that isn't going to resonate. Because there is a, a, an appetite for socialism right now. I don't understand why. Because history has taught us that it only leads to misery. But there is an appetite for it. So don't think this is going to be a cakewalk for the Conservatives to win the election. Because hopefully, hopefully Peter McKay will be the leader. 
because he's the only one with any kind of name recognition and there's only two people running that are not social conservatives which has no place in Canada anymore because if you are a social conservative you're not getting elected not as leader this is not a cakewalk because the conser- cuz the, the there is an appetite out there for socialism all but we got to hope that young people are going to continue doing what they do and not vote i mean i don't even think you should be allowed to vote until you're 30 because you don't have any life experience under your belt at all the ndp want it to be dropped down to 16 which is ridiculous because 16 year olds are morons I mean, Canada, we're in big trouble. Big trouble. You think the U.S. has it bad right now? Wait until the Liberals get a majority government with a, with a mandate to turn Canada into Venezuela. We cannot let this happen. And I don't care if you have been a Liberal voter your whole life. You can't let this happen. You have to fight against this because if you if you let this happen, Canada will no longer be a whole country by the by the time this is all over because Western Canada is not going to stand for it. I hope this rant makes you really think about what's going on right now because this is this is scary stuff. Canadians are being distracted by what's happening south of the border and they're completely ignoring this emergency that is happening right in our front yard. Canada's in trouble. Big, big, big trouble.